I'm Brett. And I'm Jacob. And this is your weekly BJ. Such a, uh, a breaking of the trust that I don't feel like there's a way to get people to be like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to commit my life to this company. Give a, give a hoot about this company, right? Yeah. And why should somebody? Like, <laughs> like our parents had that thing where they're, they'd work at the same company for 40 years and then retire. And it's like, I, that sounds like a living hell to me. <laughs> Could you imagine doing the same job every day for 40 years with two days off before you go back for another five days of hell? And yeah. it's so bad that on Monday, you're just like, I fucking hate Mondays because you yeah. hate your job so much that you're like depressed. And then you go home after your job and you're like, I just need a little break because I only have four hours of me time before I have to go to sleep at a reasonable <laughs> time so I can go to my job. I better drink a half bottle of wine because that's the only way I can cope. <gasps> well, just, yeah. And yeah, it is not even like it was a utopian thing, right? It's not even utopian. It just provided for some basic crap that you didn't have to think about, yeah. right? Stuff that we have to worry about now that you didn't have to think about. It just was taken care of by your job. And that's where this whole idea, but it's where this whole idea came from that, that people would have company loyalty. People did because there was a good reason to. But now they benefits. want to somehow, yeah, but they, yeah, and they, exactly. They, there was a reason yeah. to, to care about having your job. And now companies want the same level of, of commitment from their employees, but they don't want to give anything to them, right? They want to yeah. have the same kind of, power over your life they want to make the same kind of demands on on your time the same kind of demands on your person but not at anywhere near the commitment level from them and it's like they control the conversation too like they're the ones who are like who are like oh these millennials and these gen xers don't want to work where really the conversation should be man these companies don't want to pay anyone why are they yeah. such dickheads you know <laughs> <laughs> like that should be the conversation who would demand 40 hours a week from a person and then basically give them nothing in return. Like if you're just barely scraping by, why am I like, like you're, you're giving 40 hours a week of your time to then still uh, to be nowhere, to be like, no further ahead, to be just treading water. Can we right? be honest at a like, constant pace? It's, it's not even like you're, you're breaking it down to 40 hours a week, but it's mm -hmm. a lot more serious than that. Like if you have eight hours a day that you still have, like I, I have to wake up early to get to uh, work because I started a new job. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's eight o'clock. I like to sleep in. I don't mind rolling out of bed at 930 or 10. That's nice. Mm -hmm. But now I can't. I have to wake up at 630. Um, and then I'd have to like eat an early breakfast. So I cram that in. And then it's like a minimum of an hour. So like a half hour to job site and a half hour back. Minimum. Yeah. Right. So that eight hour day is actually more like nine and a half because of their lunch break as well. Yeah. Um, so nine and a half. And then I've like, I was joking around earlier, you know, I've got four hours before I have to go to bed, but really like, what am I supposed to do in that four hours? Like I've got kids. Yeah. So I'm cooking them dinner, making sure that they did their homework and just trying to squeeze in some me time so that I don't go crazy. Right. But that's, that's going to be a little bit, you're not going to do yeah. anything crazy with that time. But yeah, but that, this is, goes to my point though. It's like, you're not giving 40 hours a week. You're giving your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just it is the, the thing you bring out about the lunch too. It's just like, you are a human 
And yeah. I think that's what a company needs to understand when they're bringing a, a, like it shouldn't need to be explained to an employer, but when you are hiring a person, um, they're going to need to eat. Uh, yeah. They're going to need to go to the bathroom. They're going to need to be human uh, at this, at this job. And I'm sorry if, if I, I, I hate whenever they take out breaks or, or lunches and they don't have to pay for it. The only reason I'm eating lunch where I am is because you need me to be there, yeah. right? This is not my time. I'm on your time. This is still the time that you're taking from my life. So yeah. The least you can do is accept that I'm a human, treat me like I'm a human and give me that lunch. Like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous that we allow people or sorry, allow companies to get away with this idea that, uh, oh yeah, well, I mean, if it's a half hour, maybe, but a full hour, like you can't expect me to pay that person for a full hour that they're not working with. Yes, I can. Go yeah. fuck yourself. That really bothers me too. Cause in factories, it's like, you don't even get a half hour break because no. particularly big factories will be like, you get a half hour break, but the break starts at a buzzer. And from that buzzer, you have a half hour. And sometimes it's a five minute walk to the lunchroom. Yeah. So you don't even have a half hour. You have to take out that 10 minute commute. So you get 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Wolf down something, give your feet a rest and hope that you can handle the, the four or five hours left. I, I was doing sandblasting for a while and not only did it go to a buzzer, um, but in order to enjoy it, like we had to shut everything down, right? Mm-hmm. You had to shut everything down. You can't leave a sandblaster running while you take your break. So you, you shut uh, the engine down you shut everything down. You got to take off a bunch of layers of equipment. Uh, so it was like a 10 minute process <laughs> to get going. And then, you know, you'd have that 20 minute, uh, that 20 minute, half hour break to enjoy uh, and then you, you get back to it, but it's just like, that's not really, it, it's almost not even worth it at that point. Like you have to eat or whatever. And yeah. you're definitely in a half hour. You're not having any type of gourmet meal or anything, right? Like it's just whatever you can shove in your face fast enough. Um, but yeah, it, it, to say that it's, 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 uh, somehow not their responsibility to pay for that time. They knew I was a human when they hired me. This is not something that I sprung on them. They knew that I ate meals. This is something they were aware of. And so it has to be factored in. You can't just take away my time. And I hate any labor rule that's just taking away my humanity from me, right? Just like, oh yeah, that that shouldn't be, that's that's your special time. Really? I'm still in my work boots. (laughs) I'm still in these disgusting clothes. You, what you're offering me for a break room is disgusting to begin with, right? So (laughs) I mean, relaxed is not the word I would use. Um, And yeah. It just, it doesn't, it, I, I hate any of the stuff like that, but I mean, I, I, I think any, any, any idea or any uh, time you, you conceptualize a job, I think it has to start with, you know, just, I, I'm a human, like anything that I need, that's part of my human process, processes, you got to accept that that's part of it, right? Yeah. You, <laughs> and honestly, like, I feel like if I have to be somewhere like at nine o'clock in the morning, I should be paid for the commute too. Cause like, that's me getting ready for work. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, that's You're just not time. driving there for fun. No. So yeah. why am I not getting paid for the commute? Like, I just, I don't understand that. And then there's a lot of that, that I don't understand. Like the very concept of a minimum wage, like the, every time you have a job where you're getting paid minimum wage, that's your employer literally saying, I would pay you less if I could. Literally. Yeah. I would, I want to get away with paying you almost nothing. Yeah. And yeah, I, 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 I hate uh, the idea of uh, 
I like that there is a minimum wage. I like that there's a wage that people can't go below. But I feel like there is there isn't a lot that's more insulting uh, than that. And there is this whole idea too that like a minimum wage job isn't a job you hold forever. Yeah. But what if it is? Uh-huh. Like, what are you talking about? There are jobs that people that, that that's literally their capability level. That's where they're going to be for the rest of their lives. What do you mean that it's not a job? Like, there are people who work in minimum wage job. Yes, they they start to get their raises but who work that same job where they started at minimum wage for the rest of their life. Yep. It happens. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't even know. It drives me crazy. The, the whole idea that, yeah, you can just get away with paying somebody the minimum because somehow this job is, is lesser. Like, I feel like it should be insulting to the company that, you know, like, Oh they yeah, have people can work for you and yeah. just be that and just be minimum. That sounds, you know, and then to demand some sort of um, some sort of hard work for me, well, mm-hmm. minimum wage, I mean, you guys are the, you know, the, you capitalists are the assholes always saying you get what you pay for. Well, minimum wage, minimum effort, but that's where we're at with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people our age are under that understanding that like, yeah, I would hope you pay me a minimum. You're going to get get the minimum. That's yeah. what you wanted. You get what you pay for. But that's absolutely what you wanted. I'm a human being and you're paying me the minimum amount. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm a human being and I'm going to give you the minimum amount. Like. <laughs> There is, yeah. I've been watching this show called Superstore. So it's a comedy about people that work in like a, a Walmart knockoff. Yep. And there's this one character who, his name's Garrett. And he's like the, the, the slacker. Right. And there comes a point in one episode where he's encouraging everybody to get back to work. It's so stressed because of Black Friday that they want to shut. And he's like, no, everybody gets back to work. Because no one will ever say that Garrett didn't do the minimum required <laughs> not to get fired. <laughs> so yeah i do i've we just binged a bunch of that show uh not too long ago and i i that that line actually killed me and i feel like that is exactly where it's at when it comes to that like i i I won't mention any places or what was going on but i haven't had some inside information about a a store Mm -hmm. um and a rat ran into the front of the store and a 93 pound teenage teenager was standing at the front of the store with a, uh, a customer. And the customer started screaming at this 93-pound teenage girl to step on a rat. What? <laughs> yeah. That, is, that, <laughs> and, that teenager is not getting paid enough for that kind of trauma. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. And so, uh, not that it would have done anything, um, but just... Uh, it didn't happen, and this customer complained to uh, management, and then called back and complained to management again. Like tried to go even above the the floor level management that that she had talked to, uh, and and so I feel like this problem goes beyond companies because, and I think a lot of that's because companies are so much in charge of the dialogue around jobs and these older people. Because this was an older uh, lady who was upset about this, like a not like you know like should be in a home or anything, but like. A, a middle-aged uh, person who was doing this. A Karen, and, if you will. A Karen, absolutely, if you will. And just the, the level of insanity that just on the, like just not understanding biology um, or the toughness of rats uh, yeah. and the risks, the health risks involved. Like just notwithstanding any of that. Not, what if, not. <laughs> what if this teenager like stepped on the rat and the rat like squished all over her? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what is she supposed to do to the customer then? 
Yeah. Right. And like, why yeah. is this customer like, this is my response. Yeah. This is what I think somebody should. Then why and don't I, you step on it? Well, like, I just oh, feel God. like too, this person left and was just like, this is not. And, and uh, one of the words that was thrown around was unprofessional. Like it was unprofessional to not step on a rat. And it's just like that. You are just expecting too much out of people being paid minimum wage. You're not, I'm not, I'm not in a place you can pay minimum wage to step on a rat. Like, yeah. What, <laughs> with, what are with you, the presumed you intent to kill the rat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or even to risk being bitten by a rat. Yeah. There is no minimum wage job where I want to encounter a rat or deal with a rat in any way, yeah. uh, just in general. But there's few jobs that pay where I would be like, oh, okay. But then again, yeah. it's funny because the jobs that pay better than minimum wage, generally they're going to give you better treatment because they view yeah. you as more of an investment. Yeah. Because you're, yeah. That's the thing is that they are not only paying you minimum wage, but they are literally only willing to give you the very minimum that they can before they are like arrested for uh, cruelty or something. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is, it's, it's disgusting the way that our culture um, looks at uh, these jobs in general. Um, and I think a lot of that is to do with this idea that it's a very old idea too. Like, uh, like the, the whole idea of company loyalty, I, like goes back to like the fifties and sixties and that the, this, the company that, you know, mainly around uh, in Windsor where I am, it's, it was all the auto jobs, right? Yeah. Where you got in with your uh, car company and you bought cars from that company and that's all you, you know, would drive. And if somebody drove something different, you wanted to fight them because you were just so proud of your car company. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it just, I, it, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't understand this, this how people still think it's comparable to that time period. Like if you're still walking around and looking around at the world today, you should not even be asking why service isn't the way it used to be. Of course it is. Yeah. We're yeah. not willing to pay the way we used. We're not willing to do the things for employees that we used to do. So yeah. why would it be the same? Yeah. It doesn't so even make sense. Housing prices in my region went up 30% over last year. Mm -hmm. Minimum wage didn't go up 30%. Not at all. Yeah. My uh, significant other makes good money and she cannot afford a house and will not be able to afford a house. And she she makes like well over what would be considered a middle-class income. Yeah. So but like, that's just it. It's not, it's not, it's not like wages or even what our thought thinking is about a middle-class income is increasing in the same way that housing is increasing. When yeah. people look at the rise in housing uh, in my, in my area, uh, we're, our housing increase is apparently due to uh, people coming down from Toronto. It has nothing to do with people from Windsor. People from yeah. Windsor aren't the ones buying the houses. In fact, the, there's the real estate people who are like getting into um, uh, property management and things like that because they're not selling houses to people who are even moving here. They're selling houses to people who are trying to buy uh, Airbnbs. It's not really for oh, even goodness. coming down here. They just want to have uh, another income more than they do. So and if that's what's driving your housing market, is it any surprise that people who are actually just trying to live can't afford to to do that, really? Yeah, that's so wild to me. Like, mm -hmm. also, like, who's vacationing in Windsor? You know what I mean? I like, don't ooh. know, but I have actually, um, I have run into a bunch of uh, people who are 
who are either managing um, or who are, are like cleaning and helping out with uh, Airbnbs. Like it's becoming a real thing here. Oh, I do that on the side too, eh? Like <laughs> there's a couple that I work for that I, I do stuff for their Airbnb apartment. Yeah, but it's like- It's, be, it's becoming a thing. It is. And, and but I, like how many people would you say are going on vacation like, like, like you don't live in it, like a tourist destination. Well, um, no, but I have the, where I live. There's a bunch of schools around. Uh, it's also like a tech hub, so it's like you know. I think they rent a lot of the Airbnb is rented out to like short-term rentals, but actually oh, okay. people that are going for like semesters. And it's like it's foreign money because the the foreign students that come over, number one, they pay a buttload in tuition, so it's yeah. a rich. You have to be a rich family to come over and go to school here. And mm-hmm. so they don't think twice about paying a buttload for a nice apartment. Cause yeah. Well, and even yeah. like the international students are paying like, I don't know, five or six times what the domestic students are paying. Yeah. So they're paying an insane amount and the domestic students um, just because to talk about the jobs again, they're already paying way too much yes. for the level of, uh, of uh, commitment you come out of a university with. Right, like when I was uh, working with I University, uh, we were doing student recruitment, and we were already talking about, hey, listen, don't like tell people that they're uh, that they're going to get a job. Don't associate a degree with a job. It's not. We want to associate it with an experience, not a job. Yeah. It's like, well, that's a lot of money to uh, associate with an experience yeah. and not a job. <laughs> but colleges talk about jobs. They talk about jobs prospects. Yeah. all the time which is really funny because they'll be like oh how many of your the students from this program are working uh six months after the program has ended but it doesn't say working in the field that they studied in yeah it just says working working right so not collecting unemployment yeah basically the standard that they're going by yeah so how does how does that work because like why are you expected to pay all this money up front, like to go to school in order to be qualified to get a job mm-hmm. that doesn't pay minimum wage? Like, and you wonder about class mobility because there's, there's no such thing as class mobility in Canada because yeah. school costs too much. And how are you supposed to afford getting an education that will get you a better job if you don't have a better job? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And the thing is too, like, it's not even just having the education to like, you also need to be developing the, like, there, there's so much more networking um, than it really is even education, right? Well, like if you're not, if you're not immediately being involved with people in the industry, um, it's not even really that much of an advantage to get the education. That's what a lot of higher end education is anyways. It's not actually, yeah. uh, you're, you're not getting a better education, you're getting networking with students that come from rich families. That's right. That's, that is most of it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just it. Like there are, there are <laughs> like, when you look at a lot of the uh, famous, like, you know, har- rich Harvard grads, right. Not a lot of geniuses, you know, not, <laughs> not a lot oh. of super intelligent people. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the people that you run into and they have the money that you can use to back up whatever idea you're going to try and run. Right. And that's the advantage of going to that school. And so, yeah, like the mobility in, if you're not getting any of the networking um, with the jobs or with the, with the education, it's not, 
really going to be worth it unless you're going into something um, where, where there is a, a lot of need. But even then, like uh, I was thinking of teaching because right now there, there's a lot of need for it. But there was years there where there was no need for teachers and you got a teaching degree and then you sat on the uh, like the long term occasional list for years and yeah. just hope that you might get something right. So it wasn't even yeah. that many years ago without change. Like um, there was a yeah. where I was dating uh, a woman who was of a minority and it was like, she wanted to be a teacher. And at that time, like, and like, I have no problems with us pushing forward um, minorities into different positions. Yeah. But like, I just want to say that <laughs> but it didn't, if she was white, it would not have made a difference. Like she should not have tried to become a teacher, but she wasn't white. So yeah. yeah go do that because that's a great opportunity for you. That's a great job. And yeah. I had uh, a family member who, like, she was a teacher in a Catholic board and she was on the sunshine list. So, and you know, the sunshine list, right? Like, any, yeah. Yeah. Or any over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So our elementary school teachers are making, are getting on the sunshine list. Like, yeah. Yeah. And normally it's like um, principals and vice principals, but yeah. It, but even then it's like, that's a lot of money for a principal or a vice principal. Well, I honestly, I don't remember them doing all that much. I, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember what their jobs were, honestly. I, and I went to a couple schools in my day, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they need to be there. Yeah. I struggle with that too. Cause like, well, there's the, they don't need to be there, but mm-hmm. there's also the, um, does, is anybody worth six figures? Like just full stop. Does anybody do a job that's so good that they deserve? Yeah. And I would argue no. Like I just I don't think that's the case. Yeah. You could make a strong argument for doctors that they need to know enough stuff and blah blah blah. But they yeah they get paid in other ways other than money. Like the social capital that you get just for being a doctor. Like just you walk into a party and you're like I'm a doctor and you're automatically king shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing too is like. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with them making more, right? Yeah, uh, and especially if you uh, the more education that you have to get, the more things that have to go on. Yeah, like I don't I don't have any problem with them making more. The more education that you have to get uh, for the position, I think you know, especially if it's a, a requirement of the position, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't have a problem with you being paid more than that. But yeah, why does it need to be so much more? Like if you look at um, the CEO of um, the hospital. Uh, over at uh, uh, Windsor Regional Hospital. Um, the CEO is making, uh, I think 800,000, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, 800,000 to be the CEO of the hospital. Um, and then the people on the boards at, on the LINs, they're, they're all making six figures as well. And it's like, how many layers of management are really even necessary in this case? Yeah. And then on top of that, how, like why, why, why would it, you need to make that much? And that guy, you talk about other layers of capital, uh, not even social capital. He's, he owns all the Tim Hortons that are in um, the Windsor Regional Hospital. He yeah. owns those. And Whoa. I was in an argument with my aunt about it. And uh, <laughs> she was telling me, she's like, oh yeah, well, uh, he also, uh, she was defending him as a really good CEO. And that's why he gets paid $800,000 a month or $800,000 a year because he's a really good CEO of a hospital. And uh, then she, uh, she mentioned in her defense of him, that not only did he own all the Tim Hortons, but pretty much every company that goes in there, he has a piece of it. What? So, 
why do we need to pay him eight hundred thousand dollars? God, that's so crooked. <laughs> yeah, but it's just you know, if you want the top end, the best of the best, right? If you want the best of the best, you have to pay them top dollar. And that's companies the are okay with yeah. that thinking as long as it's going to their CEOs and their board members and their executive. They have no problem with that. But then it's them about um, jobs, right? Because that's the, the difference too, right? Hospital CEO, that's a career, right? That's yeah. very important. But if it's anything that's, you know, below there, you know, anywhere, you know, then it's a job. They're talking about jobs. Like they even talk about job cuts when they're talking about nurses at the hospital. Yeah, they right? never talk about upper a, management. No, no, they're talking about <laughs> they're talking about the the workers, the people who are actually yeah. doing providing the service in in most cases, like in a hospital for sure and in like generally speaking, the, the people that they're talking about cutting are the people who are actually doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing in mm-hmm. the society. So they're talking about that. All of a sudden that becomes a job, right? They're, but for a nurse, you've gone to school for a lot of years for like somebody working in plumbing or heating. Like that's, that's a trade. You, that is a career. You know, that's the job you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. So why does it become a job when it's going to be cut? So there's also there's such a, we talked about this a little bit earlier uh, before we started recording about how I feel like a, a job is an investment by a company and yeah. they treat it just like a stock in that they, um, they want to buy low and sell high. Right. So they want to get like, they want to buy, they want to get their labor for as cheap as possible. So if they can outsource to a different company or a different country, which is why these free trade agreements are like fucked. It's like, like whenever our country, our company, our uh, government is like, Hey, let's do a free trade agreement. I'm like, Holy fuck. That's going to drive down our economy. And everybody else is like, it's good for business. It's good for business. Yes. But that's not good for people. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. And it's just like, Everything that is good for a business is basically poison for people. I think that should just be an established. Thing. Um, I think that's how it's run. Like, I totally yeah. agree with you. Like, that's how it's run. Like, but it doesn't have to be like that. For instance, like when you're buying a person's labor, there's no point where you should be like, oh, we need to fire that person because you've, you're getting their labor and that labor has intrinsic value. So if you can't find work for that person to do that's going to add value to your company, it's not because you need to get rid of that person, it's because you have a lack of imagination. And honestly, yeah. Yeah, and and I think that is the problem that we're facing um with a lot of the, the discussions around the jobs and and right now with uh the the whole idea of like the the uh you know the like we had just had Doug Ford with his uh, rejection of paid sick days. Yeah. That, like we we're just facing a lack of imagination during a right? pandemic. Like, yeah. But it's just a lack of imagination. We just feel like the way we do it has to be the way it's done forever. And yeah. I I'm so sick of that attitude with every, like every mm-hmm. time it comes up where the people are just like, Oh, you know, Oh, I'm a, like people who are constitutional originalists. What? What the fuck is that? Well, that's where you don't believe that that if it's not written directly in the constitution, it, it should never be done, right? That's that's this, this idea that's going around the right wing in the United States, and it's just like, they, they, no, there are amendments, right? Like it was meant to be changed. It was meant to be augmented. It was meant to 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 respond. And like when you when they came up with the market, the free market, the free market was meant to change and respond to what was going on. But now there's the systems in place uh, with the social safety net, but I, and, I, and for the most part, I, I'm fine with those, but this, the systems that keep businesses in place, 
right? The systems that are, are giving money, like they just extended the uh, um, the wage protection yeah. for uh, for Canadian companies. We just added. We're we're going to keep that going. They're oh, trying yeah. to basically get rid of CERB, but they want to keep that garbage going so that Bell can keep paying dividends to their stockholders. Like right? that's so frustrating too, because Bell's taking that to pay off dividends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and then they're firing, and they're firing people. people. Like how is, people. that should be part of it. Like, how did they not be like, yo, you can take this, but you're not allowed to ha- uh, fire anybody. Like that means like, yeah, that was, that was the reason you got this. Yeah. That was the reason you got it was to keep those people on. And now you're firing people during a pandemic. Yeah. Right? As much as we have universal healthcare here with universal uh, mm-hmm. making air quotes, uh, it doesn't cover everything. And especially like you don't need to be out looking for a job right now. You don't need to be uh, dealing with any added stress on top of the fact that this is already a global pandemic mm-hmm. and you're working for a company that your taxes are going towards paying for them to keep people on and you've been fired. Like I'm surprised that they have not had more buildings burned down. Like that, I, I feel like people are taking the stay at home orders too seriously. If you need to go burn down a, a bell building, I think you could leave for that. Right? I think that would so be too. justifiable at this at this yeah. point. If you just wanted to go burn something down. So wear your mask for sure. But related to this, I wanted yeah. to read about this uh, CBC article that uh, my significant other had found. And in this, it says, <coughs> sorry, um, related to like um, a pandemic and economies and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like by killing a vast number of European peasants, the Black Death transformed the labor labor market, allowing workers to demand more for their work and ultimately helping to free them from feudalism. Perhaps this far less apocalyptic pandemic will free workers from the bondage of commuting and cubicles. <laughs> so, like, oh my God, that is that is glass half full thinking taken to a disastrous place. <laughs> right like i want my labor to be my labor conditions to be better i hope that we can turn this pandemic thousands hundreds of thousands of people have to die for me to hope that my labor conditions get better yeah (laughs) yeah and where is that oh where is that coming from like cbc cbc yeah (laughs) yeah and just like what part of your brain isn't processing that as you're writing it, right? Like what, where, what's misfiring that as you're writing that you don't put it together that, oh, this is actually horrible. Like why would, and, and it's unfortunately very true. Like if you look at the big things that really like drove the economy uh, after World War I, huge boom, World War II, huge boom. Unfortunately, killing millions of working class people has generally been how we kickstart the economy. Yeah. Right. That is how we get the economy moving. We kill millions of working class people. Um, I think we could probably find a better way. Right. I think there's probably, you know, like we need to use our imagination a little bit more. But also, I think we need to like wake up kind of the working class because, I mean, the whole reason that they ever try to appeal to us ever with anything is that they do need us for votes. Right. They need us for votes. So if we can get (laughs) at least the majority of us out of this like toxic thinking where anything resembling that kind of thinking is okay. You know, like that, anybody who wants to burn down that guy who wrote that article too, like that thinking needs to go. 
right? Just get rid of that idea that it's okay that the way we solve economic problems is by murdering millions of people. Uh, and then I think that I, it sucks that that's where we have to start, but that's literally where we're at. That's, yeah. that's where we need to start and build up from there. There are millions of us. We can, luckily through democracy, there is a way to improve our lot, but we just have to wake people up to this reality that literally they are trying to get the bare minimum, like pay us the bare minimum, give us the bare minimum, and that they're perfectly fine with millions of us dying because there are economic benefits, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's really funny because when people say that like wage work is theft, like if you're paying me money, that means for a job, that means you're stealing from me. Like, and I, I firmly believe that. And I'll quickly explain that to our left, our less left-leaning listeners out there. Um, if I was paid to do a job for $20 an hour, that businessman is getting more than $20 per hour out of my labor. Absolutely. So that's the only reason he would do it. Exactly. And that's where that minimum wage cut thing comes in, where they're like, mm -hmm. hey, if I can pay, if I can get $25 out of, of labor out of this guy and pay him $10 an hour versus 20, I'm way ahead. Yeah. Minimum wage is literally maximum profit. Yeah. Um, and also like, so you're, they're stealing their profit from you, right? They're like, by definition, they're exploiting mm. you. Like, yeah, it's, it is exploitation. Wage wage work wage slavery is exploitation 100 yeah. percent. and yeah, that's where it comes into like uh where I, I would never say that it's worse but there are things that are like i mean there are things that were expected yeah. right they had to provide housing they had to provide food they were obviously always going to try and get away with you know doing the the least bit but right now they're doing the exact it's the exact same thinking right they're trying to get away with giving us as little as possible right yeah the, the only reason they switched over to, uh, uh, originally in the States, they were using uh, indentured servants, people who had jail time to serve, uh, to work over there. And they were like, hey, if you live for 15 years, you're free and you get land over there. So yeah. they sent people over there. And then when people started actually living that long, they stopped, right? As soon as they actually had to give away some of the land to some of these guys, because originally, uh, the, the average lifespan of somebody going to the new world was seven years long. So they're like, hey, you live twice that long and a year and we'll actually do something for you. And we're dealing with the exact same type of thinking right now yeah. where they really don't want to give us anything, but they've realized that they have to pay something. So they're still dangling that carrot of, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a, a good life. You just have to, you know, double your life expectancy. <laughs> Right. And you know, they literally it's it's the exact same type of thinking. But and it's kind of funny because now they're actually worried about that in like a different way, because they're um, there's been a lot of talk about people living too long now, like boomers are yeah. living way too long. And they're like, well, how do we how are we supposed to pay pensions when people were originally living 12 years longer than yeah. um, the retirement age? Mm -hmm. And how wild is that? You have to work 40 years. To get 12 years. Yeah. So that I don't have to live in. when it's the hardest for me to walk around. Yeah. I don't have to work when it's the hardest for me to walk around. Like, yeah, that's, and that's just it. And like, why you know, it, it, so now they're, now they're, they're worried about people like living too long, but why, why are they, yeah, they're still thinking of you as an, in, not an investment, but as an expense, right? Especially 
once you're retired, then you're 100% just an expense. And yeah. yeah, somehow now they want to break that deal with you. Like this is time that like anytime a company goes back on any type of uh, pension agreement or any type of retirement benefit, it's absolutely disgusting. You can't do that after the fact. That person worked for that. That was an agreed upon thing that you yeah. offered them, yeah. right? To go back on that is absolutely disgusting. And the fact that companies are allowed to do it ever is just oh. gross. So I had a, uh, I knew a guy. He was retired for a long time. He took an early retirement from a company, which I'm afraid that if I name the company, that sometime they, they will hear about mm-hmm. this and look badly on it. But he was promised uh, a pension. And because it was a group pension, like the the legality around it was that uh, as these people died off, he was going to get more and more money from it because it, like everybody had paid into it and they had to pay it out. Mm-hmm. So um, his friends were dying off and the company was refusing to pay. And one day he just like occurred to him, like, you know what? They're never going to pay it because at some point all of us are going to die. Yeah. And so like they yeah, were, was... they were fighting this legal battle for years and the company just kept on trying to delay it, delay, delay, delay as much as they could just so, the... so they could hang on to it. Yeah. So that these people could die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, and, and that's the thing too, is like, you, you don't want to mention the company because they would definitely go after you. Like they'd definitely come after anybody who, who spoke ill of them because they wouldn't want to be associated with this type of thing. Cause they're still probably promising workers that, they would want to take care of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's such a pile of bullshit. Like they yeah. don't actually believe that. And then that's why I've, I've always loved You'll see Ted talks on it too. And I, 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 I will every now and again, pick up one of these books or like grab an article and read it and uh, look at how, how they say, Oh yeah, you just got to learn how to speak their language, speak the language of the millennial. You learn how to really connect with them and then you'll get the best work out of them. And it's like, or you could just stop being douchebags and, you know, make, give me a reason to think of your company or this job as, as important. Yeah. Make it important to me. I, I feel like they can't. Like, it's impossible because we live in a capitalist society. And their main, the, the main job for a company in a capitalist society is to increase the amount of capital they have. And in order to yeah. do that, they have to exploit. And so for things like tech and any type of office job, you're exploiting somebody's brain where they're, or ability to push paper around. Mm-hmm. Um, and for any factory, you're exploiting the worker. And I, I want to differentiate here because there's a lot of factories where the workers have to use their brain a lot more than a fa- office worker. But honestly, sometimes, but my point stands like the, yeah, either way, to exploit you. Yeah. I'm trying to exploit you. And in a capitalist system, the company will always do that. There's no way for a company not to do that. Even a cooperative company has to exploit their employees or the members of the co-op in order to turn a profit. And although that profit is shared amongst the employees, they still have to exploit them to make a profit. Mm -hmm. But that's the the big difference is the profit. That is the big difference. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what too, like I've always found, um, because right now I'm, I'm in the gig economy, I'm working um, for myself. And honestly, I feel like it is better uh, and, and has been for many years for my mental health than working yeah. at a job necessarily. Um, but w- even right now, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with uh, people who, because it's 
like a gig job excuse me they honestly talk about every time they pay me as if it's like this big favor that they're doing me right it's like oh well here you go like this you know like a, it, <laughs> they're 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 trying to make it sound like it it's somehow not the same as like earning money right like it's somehow lesser they're they're doing me a favor by letting me do this, right like it's so lucky that, that that they came along and and it's like whatever I, you know i <laughs> I, I, I try i try and just ignore it but like it ha- it does get to me sometimes when uh you know like they really do expect me to like message back and be all cheery and stuff and like i i don't want to write stuff back or talk about it like this is this is just money you owe me just send me the money and let's also, not like, like we're not friends just pay me the fucking money <laughs> yeah it doesn't think like with a, with a, there are there are clients i have where i am kind of like we're, we're friendly right yeah but this isn't part of that thing like we can talk about stuff and we can be friends for sure but this is this is different this is not about that this is about me getting me getting paid this is about me sending you a thing and and it happening i i i liked i had a system that i was working with for a while and they handled all of that for me they handled that like, as a website and they handled that. But now they're doing all that and uh, uh, you can't even work with them because they just keep clawing more and more money. And essentially all they are is uh, a classified ads service, but they, they were taking at first, it was just like 10%. And now they want you to pay for connecting to people and they want to take 20% on the first time that you work with a client and then 15% and then 10% and then 5% for everything after that. And because what they figured out is that most of the jobs that are connections are only ever happened the first time anyway, right? Yeah. You only ever get like one or two jobs out of a company um, before you move it off site, right? And start setting up something more permanent. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of things about the gig economy where uh, the, 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 com- the companies, they, they're always trying to get people to do it for less, first of all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's a global... Uh, yeah, it's a global yeah, thing. I, I'm always so, being told about how people from um, Polynesia will do it for a dollar an hour. Yeah, like, because that's well, like... great. Go hire one of them to write your novels for you. Let's yeah. see how that turns out. What are you talking about? Like, if, if, if you want them. it in their language, that's great. But you want it yeah. in English. Yeah. So and... what are you talking about? Oh, there's and there's, so much, <laughs> there's so much there too. Like so, like those people are willing to work. Like their their destitute number is less than our destitute number. That's right. So when they're saying I will work for two dollars an hour, it's because they can live off of two dollars an hour. And then when yeah. you're saying I need twenty, it's because you need twenty. And yeah. it's like it's it's well, not it... <laughs> fair for us to be competing against each other for this stupid work. Like well, and also it's 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 insane what they will do. And they'll they'll talk about oh they're so hard working over there too. Like you never have to complain over there to get people to work more than 20 hours a day. Like, well, you shouldn't be asking for that anyway. Yeah. That's an insane thing to want. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> if they're working 20 hours a day, clearly you're not paying enough. And they will you know, crash. Like, like you were trying to yeah, kill somebody. Like, it is, yeah. And that's the thing is like the, the, the gig economy, a lot of these people think of their job as like that is the one job that you're doing. Right, they conceptualize everything around you doing this job as if that is the one job you're working on. It's like, no, you're one of many clients, and whatever you think you know is like fair for my time is, is ridiculous because you're like, I, all these people will send me something and then expect it to be done 
within like a couple hours. So like, how long would that take you? I'm like, oh, two hours. Two hours later, they'll message me and be like, is it done yet? Like, do you think that I would, that I'm starting, that my whole day revolves around your job? Like I would told you it will be done the next day. Or I told you, like, I always set up a time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be done it in two hours. It's going to take me two hours when I get to it. Yeah. You're, you want to pay less, you go to the back of the line. That's the way life works. Why yeah. are you harassing me about this? But, and that's just it. Like as we, as we move more and more towards the gig economy, like it's completely unregulated. There are so few things you, you I, I sent that article uh, to you about uh, European Union starting to put things in, uh, but that's not even people working online the way I do it. That's their time, but like Uber drivers, food delivery drivers and things like that. Um, it's going to be forever before uh, they actually start to look at uh, people just writing things or copywriting or editing and things like that. Or even worse is like SEO, like doing those SEO articles. Um, they, they want people, companies need those all the time, but they want to pay absolutely nothing for them. Right. And <laughs> the, the, there's never going to be regulation for it because it, it doesn't get onto the streets. Right. It's not causing any type of chaos out in society. Well, Uber and Lyft are large companies with yeah. a lot of contractors. Like yeah. a lot of these other companies, they might have like 10, 20 contractors, which is a lot different than thousands. Thousands. And they're not on the streets. Yeah. They're not trying to rush around and, you know, and they're not impacting other industries in the same way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there are more and more things that are going to this uh, remote style and the, the gig economy too, because it does offer you that lack of regulation and even a lack of a minimum, really. Mm-hmm. Right. There are no minimums. It's just whatever somebody will take up the job for. Yeah. Right? And there are people out there who are starting to wise up to it and are like, oh, I guess I do have to pay more. Um, if I want to get actual work done. Yeah. So, so another thing I do is uh, I make furniture on the side, like just simple stuff. Right. Yeah. But uh, I made a bench and somebody's like, Hey, I want that bench, but as a computer desk, which is like, it's like twice the size. So I was like, yeah. well, that's with material. It's because of the way the material is, it wouldn't be twice the amount of material that I'd have to buy, but right. it'd be um, a bit of material. And then I was also like, um, we ended up squabbling about it because I was like, well, not like as squabbling as you get with a customer. Like, oh, no, I can't do it that right. low. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, we're negotiating. That's a better word. Um, <laughs> but I was saying 120 bucks and which is like, that's a fairly inexpensive computer desk. But I was going to be bare bones. Right. Because yeah. you're not getting a great computer desk that's hand built for 120 bucks. But he was like, I can't like a hundred dollars as high as I can go. And I'm like, no. that's only $20 different. It's only 20 bucks. But I ended up saying no because um, because I was like, how much am I valuing my labor for this? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's something I enjoy doing. But at the same time, if I'm selling a product and it's my labor, I don't want to be selling it that cheap. Yeah. Well, and the thing too is when the people, I, I find when people start to argue with me about my, my thing, I just took, there was even a job that I, I kind of wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was writing for like a, a history website thing and I was kind of excited about it and I sent in my price and the guy's like, oh, I couldn't do that, but I could do this. And I was like, all right, whatever, that's fine. Um, but then I literally could not bring myself to actually write it. And I ended up sending him a message back and I was like, uh, yeah, forget it. I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I tried, but I just could not. Literally, right. And I, 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 I looked, I'd done the research. 
I went to put some uh, words into the word file there and uh, I was going to say pen to paper, but that doesn't, yeah. uh, I went to put pen to paper metaphorically. And I was just like, no, uh, it's not going to happen. I, I can't actually, even though I would have been, I would enjoy writing for that site. Uh, it was not enough money to justify taking that time and doing that as I, I'm, I, I might even write the article that they wanted on my own and release it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like not the exact article, but something similar, I might do that. But hey, if I'm doing that for myself, it's different, right? Than yeah. doing it for them. You know, it's not the same thing because it's not a job at that point, yeah. right? Doing, if I'm doing it professionally, if I'm doing it a job, I need to get the value that I need out of it. Like I have a number in my head. If it's not that number, I can't do it. I can be flexible. I have negotiated with people in the past and been flexible about it. Mm-hmm. There's a point it turns out that my brain just shuts off at <laughs> and I can't do it. Yeah. I like was physically incapable. And so I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm not, that's not what this is worth to me, apparently. Mm-hmm. So it's over. So I think that's a really good time to stop. So I just said it's over. So that must yeah. be it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been your weekly BJ. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to stop recording, but right. um, 